Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. Odyssey is a nonprofit with the mission of helping writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror improve their work. To fulfill our mission, we offer a six week workshop each summer in New Hampshire, online writing courses and webinars each winter a critique service and consultations year-round, and many free resources, including these podcasts. Please consider making a donation to Odyssey so more writers can build their skills and realize their dreams. We can only continue each year with the support of donors like you. For more information on Odyssey, visit odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 95 is an excerpt from a lecture by Scott H. Andrews at Odyssey 2016 on magazine submissions and rejections. This is part two. For part one, listen to podcast 94. The text of this recording is copyright 2016 by Scott H. Andrews. The sound recording is copyright 2016 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust. So, rejections. It really is not personal. I swear, I'm here to tell you, but it really, really is. Form rejections definitely aren't personal. There are many different reasons editors use a form rejection. BCS, of course, doesn't, but I've heard from other editors. Maybe they're short on time. They want to reply to subs. I feel tremendous pressure to get a reply to these writers who are waiting on me because I've made a commitment by starting a magazine that I'm going to reply to people and in a timely manner. So editors often feel that type of pressure to get back to you. That's a reason they may use a form rejection. Another might be they don't have anything to say about the story. So instead of trying to come up with something or instead of taking more time and making the reply time longer, they send you the form rejection. Or it might be they do have something to say about the story, but it would be complicated to type out. It might take them 10 minutes, and they send the form rejection instead of that. Remember, it's not their job to give you comments or give you a free credit. They also might have something to say, but they can't tell if you're ready to hear it or not. Or the story went against the guidelines, and the editor is not interested in investing any time more than a form rejection in the reply to a sub so form rejections definitely are not personal. Rejectomancy, this is a time-honored school of magic among writers. <laughs> school of divination, of course. From the rejection letter, wording or tone, commas, punctuation, the length, reply time, maybe it was quick, maybe it wasn't, or even what color paper it's printed on back in the paper days about the editor's opinion of the story and why they thought that. Try not to get caught up in rejectomancy because it's really, really not worth your time. There is very, very little to be gleaned from it. Maybe a few things, but on the whole, very, very, very little. So don't get caught up in that. Remember, we just said form rejections. Many reasons the editor could choose to give you one of those. Really, the only meaning in a form rejection is the editor did not want to keep reading your story. Your story did not compel them to keep reading of course, that's not good, right? You would rather have something more than that. But other than that information, you really can't get 
much more divined from a form rejection. Some things in rejections can have meaning. If the story gets passed up from the slush reader, that certainly can mean that your story stood out above the rest of the slush. Now I say can because it may not necessarily mean that. Remember I told you my anecdote about how I got passed up to Gordon Van Gelder from the slush reader. The only time that ever happened, by the way. And in my case, I'm quite sure that it was not anything about the story that got it passed up. It was that thing I did in the cover. So I say it can mean that your story stood out from the slush, but it might not. If you've got comments, or comments that seem a little longer than usual, that can mean the editor liked your story unusually well. If you get comments from BCS, well, you know that all our rejections are personal. So that may not have that meaning in that case. But if you get comments that are a little longer than you got the previous time, that can mean that your story stood out and we like that unusually well. If the comments show that they got to the end of the story, right? You know, thank you, the ending wasn't quite right in our opinion. That, of course, is always good because that means they read that far, right? Editors do not read all submissions to the end. They read as far as they need to to know that the story isn't going to fit in the magazine. Maybe the editor says your story was close or they really liked it. That, of course, is good. Dealing with rejections. Now, sometimes you may get odd or snarky comments in a rejection. The point here is that few editors put care into the wording of their rejections. They're sending the rejection for the reasons we mentioned. They're sending it quickly to clear the queue, etc. So don't take it personally if the wording comes off as odd or even snarky. Replying to rejections. This is almost always a bad, bad, bad idea. Even if the editor missed something in the story. Because there's far more that can go wrong with that than any good could come out of it. A quick thank you is okay with most editors. I like it. Again, because I put all the work into those personalized rejections. Never, ever, ever argue with a rejection. That ought to be obvious, yet some people do it anyway. That's probably the most unprofessional thing you could ever, ever do. Again, remember the dating metaphor. Would you argue with a breakup email? Can any good come of that? No. Would you point out to the person who broke up with you whatever aspect of you they didn't quite understand or get? No, you wouldn't do that either. So that's another way I think that metaphor is a, is a perhaps silly but good general guy. Dealing with editors. Does anybody remember what Gandalf said about dealing with wizards? <laughs> Do not meddle in the affairs of editors, for they are subtle and quick to oh Right. Most editors are quite helpful and supportive, including of new writers. The very long-standing truth in this is that when writers sell stories for a while, they often then move to novels and don't write short fiction anymore. So the existence of magazines depends on finding new authors. But the editors may not be into your that particular story. They may not have time to work with you on it for many reasons. They're busy with other authors, publication of the magazine, especially if your work isn't quite there yet. They don't yet have a reason to invest extra time in you or your fiction. So try not to take it personally. The text of this recording is copyright 2016 by Scott H. Andrews. The sound recording is copyright 2016 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.